You're listening to the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast, the place where faith, music, and life intersect. We exist to help Christian indie artists and songwriters just like you get songs heard. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and on today's episode, I had an incredible interview with my good friend, Justin White. Now, Justin White is a singer, songwriter, worship leader, all the way from Oregon. We met in Nashville a couple of years ago now, and we've stayed connected through this whole season, and it's been incredible to watch him grow and watch him do all the things he's doing and step further into his calling. And on this interview, that's exactly what we talked about. He gave insight as how he started off inspired to play trumpet and then eventually getting into playing guitar and writing songs and leading worship and now fully focused on bringing the gospel everywhere that God will lead him on his musical journey. So I hope that you enjoy this interview. And one quick thing, this Friday when this episode airs tomorrow, a song called Restart is going to drop as Justin's brand new single. I had the privilege of being one of the co-writers on this song, along with my friends Tennyson, Shetler, and Caleb Ray. And it's sort of a refocusing for Justin as he's fully diving into his calling to be a worship artist, worship leader, so that I hope you enjoy this interview with my friend Justin White. Hey, I'm here with my great friend Justin White, who is an amazing singer-songwriter all the way from the West Coast um, from Oregon, right? That is correct, yeah. Awesome, man. So uh, we met a couple of years ago, actually, at a songwriting event in Nashville, and we've been buds ever since. So I'm excited to uh, introduce uh, my friend Justin White. So, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Brian. It's uh, it's a beautiful day out here in Oregon. It's we're sitting at about 81 degrees. Sun is sun is out, and um, you know, in spite of everything, God's good. So yeah, yeah, he is. Well, that's that's great. We're you know we're literally the opposite ends, but that's what's so cool is like. We're just chatting here on Zoom. With that, I just, you know, I, there's there's such power in everyone's story. And uh, I just kind of wanted to dive back into, you know, how did you get into music in the first place? You know, when did you start writing songs? And then kind of take us a little bit into that journey of how God's been leading you into your music journey today. Yeah, absolutely. So to give you a little bit of backstory on myself. So my grandmother on my dad's side, who unfortunately I never got to meet, uh, was a professional opera singer. And so... <laughs> She, I, I always say that I inherited my music sense from her and all my siblings always say that they inherited everything else from grandpa because they couldn't sing or carry a tune or play drums. And <laughs> it was pretty fun, but I, uh, I always knew that music was going to be a big part of my life. Um, you always hear the normal stories about when you videotape your mom videotapes you as a kid and you're out playing drums in the kitchen. And I was that kid where, mm. you know, they videotaped me pulling pans and pots out of the, the pantry and banging on it when I was like one years old. Early on, because of that, my, uh, my mom put me into a piano course where I learned how to pay, play piano. I think it was like in third grade. So I went through all the piano lessons, learning theory, playing all of your, you know, classic Disney songs and, and flubbing every note as a kid and everybody clapped because you're cute and could get away with it. Yeah. But uh, did that, and then uh, I picked up the trumpet when I was in sixth grade because I went to Pleasant Hill High School out in Eugene, Oregon, which was a small little podunk country school off of Highway 58 in Eugene. And uh, they were doing tryouts for jazz band and wind ensemble. So I tried out the saxophone because I thought Kenny G was always super cool. And I realized this, I can't play this instrument. It's too much air. And then I got the trumpet and I played it. And I was like, this is awesome because it's the loudest instrument. And I was an extrovert and an extremely loud person. So I was like, this is my instrument. This is my so, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, so I ended up playing trumpet and I got to play. Uh, it was second chair and first chair all the way through high school and even into college where I went to Corby University, which was a private Christian institution. But I really enjoyed playing jazz band in high school and was even a part of jazz choir as well. So I sang mm-hmm. and pet band and everything like that. But during my time in Pleasant Hill, I got to do a lot of different touring opportunities with our band called Solar Jazz, which was a part of the high school itself, but it was the combo jazz piece. So you actually had to try out for it. It was like a 10 person band and you had to make the list and actually basically get accepted into it. And I ended up getting lead chair for it for four years from freshman through senior, which was really, really cool. It was really fun. And so we got to go to like Bellevue up in Seattle and do competitions and jazz festivals, Mount Hood in Portland, got to do Fullerton down in California and even got to uh, play at Disneyland. We got to play at the Crustacean, which was really cool. Yeah. We got to go backstage and got to experience that whole thing. And uh, we're sworn to secrecy. Disney swore us to secrecy. So I'm not going to cross that line of telling you any secrets about the backstage Disney process. But um, that was a lot of fun growing up in, in that town. Everybody knew each other. Uh, and it was a small area. We had like a Dairy Queen, a pizza parlor, a race food place, and a video store. And like, you never wanted to do anything wrong because your information would end up on the DQ reader board. It was that type of town. But yet we held the largest jazz festival in the Northwest at our high school gymnasium. So we had bands from Washington, California, Idaho, Nevada that all come and compete for the Pleasant Hill Jazz Festival. And uh, we even had some amazing artists that were featured for our spotlight event, which was held in our main gym. We had like the light rig and everything set up and we had about 3000 people in that gymnasium, but we had like the New York voices, um, Mark Pender from the Conan O'Brien show came out and played. And it was funny because I always wondered like how we got these people come to find out the guy that did sound for all of our events used to work for DC talk and Amy Grant on their soundboard. So he had connections and that's how that ended up happening. Ended up doing that basically went into college, picked up a guitar. I always did poetry and I learned that you could combine poetry with melody and it could be songwriting. I wasn't necessarily the greatest lyricist, but I at least had the concept ideas and could do the melody side of things and started leading worship at Corbin university and writing songs and playing coffee shops and released my first EP as the Jay white band. And uh, from there, just leading worship at church, leading worship with my band across the area uh, whether it be Washington, or Oregon, these different events through Young Life and FCA. And it's kind of brought me to where I am now where, you know, I'm starting to look and see, you know, how, how can I start pursuing this thing full time and start doing ministry with music. So a lot more detail in there, but that's the, that's condensing everything into kind of where I'm at in my music experience. Man, that's so cool. So, you know, you, you kind of came up in a completely different spot. And then, and then guitar and songwriting sort of came a little bit, you know, the midway point through after all the jazz stuff. So I know that when I met you, you know, you were very country kind of country rock band focused. And then as of recently, you're transitioning a bit from that into a more like worship CCM. I know that we had like, you've, you released a song recently that was a pretty much straight up worship song. And then also the song, um, a song about coming out here towards the end of the year called Restart uh, that we got to write together, which was awesome. It's all about uh, God and, and putting him in the center. So what kind of sh- made your shift in that to bring you into a more worship-focused uh, genre? 
Yeah, that's a good question, Brian. I, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause like growing up in Pleasant Hill, which was small town USA, you know, I'd go on dump runs with dad and we'd listen to George Strait, Alan Jackson, you know, my, my music hero is Brad Paisley. I loved his song letter to me that spoke to me in high school. And mm. I don't know, I'm always a big country fan. And I think I naturally kind of have a country voice. So I originally was like, I want to do this because I love writing songs about life. And I thought that, you know, writing songs about life had to be country. So I was going that route, had a band that was together for a little bit. And we were looking to, to maybe start doing our own touring. And unfortunately, just, just like some things, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. You got members that get married and leave and then you can't fill the position and, and it's, you know, it kind of fell apart. But at the same time, like, there's always a part of me when I was writing and releasing these country songs that it just didn't sit right in my spirit. Mm. Granted, like I wrote a song called grown, which was a country song about my hometown of pleasant Hill and they adopted it and they're blasting it at all their games. And it's kind of their anthem. But my songwriting style has always been one where I want to write for other people. And it didn't really matter kind of like what the sound was. Cause I wanted to write specifically like for pleasant Hill. Like I wanted to write a song that fit them and then vice versa, you know, a song coming out here, on Friday called coastal town. I wanted to write about the Oregon coast experience. Mm. And what I started to realize is like, that's great and all as a songwriter, but as far as like where my heart is and who I am as a person, I love leading worship, you know, whether it be at church or whether it be for all these different events, I have always over the last eight years done events like dare to share, uh, agape camps. Um, we've done the, uh, the big, Northwest Nazarene youth conventions where we had like 550 kids show up and, mm. and do these worship events. And I realized like God has specifically continued to place me in these areas to lead worship because there's a big difference between, and you probably know this being a worship leader too, where there's a big difference between being a, like a worship artist and a worship leader, mm. which is such a distinction because it, anybody can play it, play a tune, but how do you lead people into the presence of the Holy spirit? And then where do you take them when you get them there? You know, and that's that big difference. And I just feel a calling to that. It's just something that as I'm shifting and it's funny that the song we wrote, you know, we were talking a little bit before this about the fact that it's called restart where it's like, I'm releasing this coastal town song and then all of a sudden restart and it's going into where I'm wanting to write a worship album and start, you know, really diving into what that looks like. But I think to answer your question, you know, I grew up in country and I wanted to try country music. Didn't feel right because that's not what God's been placing in my life consistently. And I think just being adherent to the spirit, I, I want to start looking at doing where my heart is, which is worship arts, like teaching people about worship, leading it, writing songs that people can praise the Lord. I listened to a podcast uh, where Chris Tom did an interview. I can't remember what it was, but he talked about, I want to write songs that people are singing long after I'm gone and they don't know I'm the one that wrote it, wow. you know? And it's like, I, uh, and that's paraphrased, but like, that's really sunk with me where it's like, yeah, there's a difference between writing a song that'll get you in like the country music hall of fame and then writing a song that has an eternal purpose that can lead people to Jesus. And that's, that's where I want to be. Man, that's really good. And I think recognizing that, that inspiration, you know, from, from God is, is really the thing that will keep you going, you know, because I think 
we all kind of grow up and you're like, Hey, I, I like music. I want to be in a band or whatever it might be. And right. I just want to play. And like, we don't really think about the mechanics or the vision. You just do it because like, that's what you feel like you're supposed to be doing. Just like what you said, right. You know, you're, you, you kind of have a countryist voice, you know, you're, you're kind of listening to country. So that's what you do, you know, but as you're right. developing as an artist and really like that same passion that really caused you to want to play trumpet in the beginning is the same passion <laughs> that you're sitting here with today. You know, I feel like it never fades. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of how you direct it. And so the fact that you've been kind of letting that lead you into this new season to where you're taking mm -hmm. everything because every song you've learned and written is, is all in your tool belt now as you're writing these songs more directly to God. So I just, I mean, like I said, restart is like incredible, no bias there. And then, uh, <laughs> so the songs that are coming next, I just, I can only imagine how great they're going to be, man. So uh, just a couple other quick questions here. Um, looking back, what would you have told your younger self? Something you picked up along the way that not necessarily maybe that you didn't do what you wish that you did it differently or whatever it might be, but like what's a piece of advice that you'd give to yourself and to our audience that be like, hey, you know, think about this as you're starting your journey. Yeah. Don't suffer from paralysis by overanalysis. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had a, my college baseball coach told me that when I was pitching in college and basically it's amazing. And there's like a lot of things that go into like quantum physics and like the power of your mentality going into stuff and, you know, being a coach at one point in baseball, just knowing how important mentality is. And I think when I was younger, you know, we all go through that development process as people, you know, whether it be professionally or spiritually. And I think a lot of times fear can dictate a lot of things that you do and the choices that you make. Mm. And a lot of times you don't feel good enough or you deal with like, you know, depression, like depression or, or bad thoughts. And one of the things that I would give advice to my younger self is, is realize you're, you're placed where you're at for a reason. Quit overanalyzing everything. Like it's, it's so easy to get caught up in culture and get caught up in trying to look good. And it's just like, just be who you are understand you have giftings, understand that you have growth to do. You have things that you're going to learn. You're going to be in a really good spot because of what you're going through and stop overthinking it. Like get an extra two hours of sleep without, you know, losing your brain and make those phone calls to people and, and tell them your heart, tell them your heart for your love for music and tell them what you're passionate about. Like, you know, ask that girl on a date. It's okay if she says no, you know, it's like, those are, those are those things that I would really want to tell myself because I was a very anxious person. Mm. And, and to some degree, like I still have little pieces of anxiety, you know, I think we all deal with that, but you know, I, I think so often, especially when you're younger, it's, you can get caught up in just being frozen with fear or the question of what if, buddy, you're going to be okay. Like just, just, enjoy the moment and understand that like you will get to where you want to get to. It may not look exactly how you planned it right there, but you're going to understand that where you're at is where you're supposed to be. Man, that's awesome. Thank you so much for giving us a part of your story and your encouragement, man. It's, yeah. really, it's really powerful stuff. So if people want to find you, which I know that they will, you know, what's the best <laughs> place to find Justin White? Yeah. So my, my Instagram handle is, I believe it's the official Justin White music. I'll verify that real quick. Yeah. So it's no, the, it's just official Justin white music. Okay. And that's the Instagram handle. And then you can find basically all the links 
um, to like my Spotify, anything like that. If you go to www.justinwhitemusic.com, uh, that's the easiest way to find where everything is. So whether you want to follow Spotify, kind of see what's up to date. If you want to follow kind of this journey, I'm excited about some of the new release tactics and kind of what we're looking to do and even potentially, you know, start doing some personal tours where we're going out and doing worship events in cities. Once things open up, it's, it's something that's on the discussion tables and, like I said, I want to, I want to see Jesus being proclaimed and, you know, start using this gift for him. So however big or small, if it's for 15 or 5,000 or 14,000, I don't care what it looks like right now. I just, I just want to make sure that I'm doing the work that he's put in front of me. Man, so. that's so cool. And also I'll link all your links in the, uh, you know, the show notes below so people can just awesome in there too. And one more thing, if you don't mind, I just want to kind of pray over you and, and all God's yeah. life before we close. So uh, God, thank you so much for Justin. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for our friendship that started uh, man a few years ago at this point. And it's been so cool to watch his journey and, and has he's continued to pull closer to you through all the gifts and the blessing that you've put in him. God, I just pray that you continue to highlight opportunities. God make doors fling wide open that don't even make any sense. God, as he's serving you with everything he has. And in this new landscape, God, whether it's in person or maybe it's virtual concerts, whatever it is, he's Justin just wants to glorify your name and lift your name high God. So I just pray that that happens in, in, it's just easy for him, Lord, as he's coming after you, God. And, and there's definitely work involved. There's definitely things that, you know, may not go exactly how we think, God. But those are the times where you show up the biggest, Lord. So as Justin just gives his heart to you, Lord, and gives everything he has to, to uh, his, with his passion, his music, God, I just pray that you just do amazing things beyond his his wildest dreams, Lord. We thank you for him. We keep him, pray that he stays safe for the season. And uh, we love you so much. Your name we pray. Amen. We want to help reach as many Christian indie artists and songwriters as possible. And one way we can do that is with your help. So if you could take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes, that would be so appreciated. This is how the iTunes algorithm will push this content out to more and more Christian indie artists and songwriters. So like I said, if you could just take a couple seconds, leave us a review, that would be so awesome. It means so much to us and we would really appreciate it.